You are Locked On Chargers, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Chargers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, man? Welcome into the Locked On Chargers podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Wade. Joined as always by my co-host, David Drogemeyer, and we are two writers who got our start at San Diego Sports Domination where we covered the Chargers for over six seasons doing our own Facebook Live show, Chargers Domination Live. I also write for the LA Football Network, and this is our fourth season as the host of the Lockdown Chargers podcast, bringing you your team every day. Before we get started, guys, if you're looking for a place to find the latest insight on the NBA draft, make sure you guys check out the Ultimate Lockdown NBA Draft podcast with NBA expert Chad Ford, Lockdown NBA Draft host Rafael Barlow, and Lockdown NBA host John Corrales. It will be live. The setup for it is super encouraging and super promising. Probably one of the biggest things that Lockdown has put out there. It's going to be a lot of fun, so make sure you guys check that out July 29th at 7 p.m. Eastern time. But for today's show, guys, training camp is back. We saw the Chargers back on the field on Wednesday, and I mean, it felt as good as you could hope it would, right? I mean, the Chargers are now back on the field. You're seeing Brandon Staley and all of these players back out there and seeing how this team is going to come together. So today, we're going to talk about some training camp takeaways. We weren't there, but Daniel Popper luckily had a lot of notes from training camp. So we'll talk about some of the things that transpired on the field on Wednesday. And then in segment two, we'll be getting into Brandon Staley getting back on the mic and having a lot of interesting things to say about Derwin James, his linebackers, what they're trying to do health-wise for some veterans and stuff like that. And then to wrap up the show, we're going to be talking about quarterback one, Justin Herbert getting on the microphone too. A little bit more open from Justin Herbert. We'll talk about how he's coming along with the offense, what it's like to go against Brandon Staley's defense, and much more. But let's go ahead and get into it. All right, David, well, training camp is back. I mean, we had to wait one extra day than we thought we were going to have to, but it's here, and now we're getting to see all of these things we've kind of hypothesized about over the last few months kind of come to fruition, right? Which guys are on the roster bubble, training camp battles, and so much more, but just seeing these dudes out there again was great. Having fresh content to talk about feels even better. And Daniel Popper had a ton of takeaways on TheAthletic.com, which you should subscribe to if you don't already, about what went down on the field on day one of training camp for the Chargers in 2021. So I want to start with that because one of the things I thought was very interesting from what Daniel Popper had to say specifically about the first day of training camp was that he could see right away that the defense was looking different and you were seeing some of those disguises and things like that we expected to see from Brandon Staley's defense. But what he said was it's still early, but the Chargers defense was largely in its most simple formations, but there were nonetheless glimpses of how Staley's vision will actually manifest itself. I counted four different players covering the slot at different points against the first team offense. Chris Harris, Asante Samuel Jr., Derwin James, and even edge rusher Uchenin Wosu, while James aligned quite literally all over the field on different plays. So, doesn't get much different than that, David. I mean, seeing those guys' four names, especially Uchenin Wosu, out covering the slot as a guy we only really view as an edge rusher, it's a little scary, right? It's different, but I like seeing that these things are already happening on the field, even as early as the first day of training camp, and I'm excited to see how it plays out. Well, it's great because it's just so much different than, you know, the cover three defensive schemes that we were seeing before. I mean, it's just so much more multiple. There's so many different packages, so many different players, and they're really trying to 
put different players in be- in their best position to make an impact on that given play. So I'm I'm really excited to see what that looks like going forward and just to see the diversity of the different players that they use covering the slot is a really exciting kind of just glimpse inside the window of what this defense could look like come September. Absolutely. I mean, I'm really, really excited. It is different, but it also should be better, right? And that's the most exactly. exciting part because – we know the Chargers defense has talent, but how do you mask the flaws on the defense while also trying to accentuate all of the great players you have on you know on that side of the ball as well? But the defense won day one, according to Daniel Popper. Joey Bosa was making plays. Kyler Fackrell made a play in a little series where they ended up with three negative plays offensively. And it's good to see that the defense is obviously making plays you would think that offensively it's going to take them a little bit longer to come together but it was nice seeing you know even Daniel Popper talk about specific dudes coming on making plays right he talked about Cortez Broughton making a play Michael Davis making a great play and now I'm talking about Joey Bosa and Kyler Fackrell but so much good stuff I mean Chris Harris Jr. had a tackle for loss I'm just eating all this stuff up. It might as well be a game with how interested I am at this point, David. I don't know about you, but... Hook it up to the veins. <laughs> Let's exactly. go. But defense wins day one, and I don't think the battle is near over yet. No, it's definitely not over. It's just the beginning. But this is what's going to make Justin Herbert a better player, going up against this type of defense, going up against defenses that gave him a lot of trouble last year, defenses like the Patriots with Bill Belichick, like the Dolphins. Those were games that you really saw him struggle and to really try to figure out and really try to adjust in game, and he really just didn't know what was coming at him. Now he's going to see that every single day in practice, and he's going to have the benefit of having – his head coach, Brandon Staley, be able to come up to him and try to kind of transcribe what the defense is trying to do so he's better equipped to handle it when he goes out there and plays on Sunday. Yeah, and he talked about that a little bit, and we'll get to that in his press conference. But special teams was a big factor on Wednesday as well when the Chargers took the field. And we got to see who's getting the first crack at punt returner, and it ended up being Jalen Guyton, Tyron Johnson, K.J. Hill, and Austin Pro. Austin Pro at this point, I mean, he'd probably have to be the best punt returner of all time to make it on this team, (laughs) you know, the crowded room that they have there right now. But at the same time, I mean, making really big plays on special teams is how you make it with someone like that. What I thought was interesting, though, is if they're trying Tyron Johnson right and Jalen Guyton out there and one of those guys runs away with a job, what does that mean for a guy like KJ Hill, right, which... His claim to fame last year, even though I think he was pretty average at doing it, was punt returning. So if somebody else wins that job, doesn't seem like it would help his chances of making the roster. But speaking of special teams, Drew Tranquil is going to be playing on the special teams unit. According to Daniel Popper, they had the punt team out there. And Drew Tranquil was the most notable name out there for sure. But he is also the guy that is going to be calling the defensive plays. He had the sticker last year. It was John Johnson for Brandon Staley. So far this year, it's Drew Tranquil, which obviously means he understands the hype of Drew Tranquil being really good and how excited you know we are about him coming back on the field. Seems to be matched by Brandon Staley. But even that dude, the dude you have out there, David, that's calling the plays for you defensively as a leader, is also playing on special teams because as you know they're at least making it seem like they are very very interested in improving that unit 
Yeah, I mean, and it doesn't really surprise me at all to see that Drew Tranquil has the green dot. I mean, he's a guy, whenever you hear him speak, he's able to really clearly articulate what he's trying to say. Seems like he's very well educated. And so, it, like I said, that doesn't surprise me at all. I mean, it's something that I think they were trying to do last year and looks like that's carrying over this year. So that's a good thing for him coming off of his injury. Um, he's 100% and they're really trusting him in that role. And on special teams, Darius Swinton said, hey, I am going to look up and down this roster and I'm going to get guys from every single unit to try to improve this special teams unit and really have it be the best special teams unit that that it can be. And obviously from our perspective, that is music to our ears. Absolutely. And Daniel Popper had a couple other notes too, like Brandon Faison when Chris Harris Jr. came inside with the starting defense, went out to be the starting corner again. Not reading too much into it, but I did think a very interesting note was him saying that cornerback Dante Vaughn, who was an undrafted free agent from last year, was lining up with the safeties in the individual drills instead of the cornerbacks. But when they actually got on the field for competitive, you know, 11 on 11s and things like that, it was Mark Webb and Alohi Gilman who were playing split safety with both the second and the third team. So a lot to get into in the first day of training camp, and tomorrow is only going to bring more knowledge And hopefully Daniel Popper brings more notes because he definitely made me feel like I got to know kind of what went down at practice today. And a lot of stuff did, and it's only going to keep getting more and more intense as we get closer to the regular season. But we did get to hear from some Chargers at the microphone on Wednesday. So first, we're going to start with Brandon Staley coming up right after this, talking about his health program and keeping this team healthy, as well as much more on the linebackers, Derwin James, and more coming up right after this. But first, I need to tell you guys, that the official betting sponsor of the Locked On Chargers podcast is BetOnline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. And right now, guys, you haven't had the Olympics in five years. They are back now, and there's still so much to bet on at the Olympics right now with BetOnline. If you guys don't like betting on the Olympics, which you can literally bet on like everything they have going on over there, don't worry because you can still bet on MLB right now. You have UFC fights on the weekend and You have NFL futures that you can go bet on as well. Do you think Asante Samuel Jr. has a chance? The defensive rookie of the year this year because you would get some really, really good odds on that where the Chargers are going to finish in the AFC West and much more. But right now, if you head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today, you can receive a free 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with the promo code LOCKEDON. It's promo code LOCKEDON, all caps, one word at BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. All right, David, well, once again on Wednesday, we are blessed to hear Brandon Staley, the Chargers' new head coach, on the microphone, and it's been a little while, right? I mean, we had such a dry spell of content, and then on Wednesday, we get three interviews, or press conferences, rather, from Brandon Staley, Justin Herbert, and Derwin James. I mean, three of the most impactful people in the Chargers organization right now. And it was just so nice to see him back out there. So much so that we're not even going to be able to get to all three of these guys today. Probably going to do Derwin James' press conference tomorrow. He talked about being out there, if he's trying to slow down at all because of the injuries and much more. But let's start with Brandon Staley here. And one of the things I thought was most interesting was something Popper thought was interesting too. He talked about the fact that now this year, not only did the Chargers not practice the full amount that they had to, they practiced 75 minutes instead of 90 minutes because he's trying to work them back into the flow. But they're also doing things like three days on, one day off, and things that more resemble the regular season. But when he was talking about his program and how he's trying to kind of ingratiate the players into the way he likes to do things, he said 
being mindful of the guys that have played a lot of football. I think I've talked specifically. There's some guys that have played a lot more than others. Lumball Joseph, Jared Cook, Brian Bulaga, Chris Harris. Those guys are different players than a first or second year player. Just being mindful of the specific program. And as we go, just being mindful of all the GPS data that's available to us from the sports performance staff. So we knew that it was going to be different, David. I mean, it's hard to say because you didn't have so many players and media talking about the way that Anthony Lynn kind of handled these things from a sports performance standpoint, but it's different. You can tell by how the players talk about it, and you can tell that even though you don't know if it's going to pay off results, they are definitely paying a lot of attention. They're using analytics. They have these guys being GPS tracked, so you can kind of make sure they're not trying to overexert themselves and trying to make sure everybody gets to week one healthy. Yeah, I mean, more information is always better as long as you know how to decipher that information. I truly believe Brandon Staley does know how to do that. And so it's, it is, it's different, but it's exciting. I mean, you can tell these really worked with the players just throughout constructing his off-season workouts and his off-season programs, and that's carried over into training camp. He's been very detailed and very specific and very intentional about the way he has created his camp. I mean, he said 75 minutes today for practice time was by design. He said that they're going to build that up. They're going to re- they really want to focus on phasing their practices accordingly and properly. They really want this to be a build up, a slow and steady build up so when they get to week 1, they are ready to go and they are comfortable and confident in what they have gotten done during training camp. So, I really love the way that it's starting out. I think he really has in mind to really coach these players individually. I mean, I love the comments on taking care of the older guys and and making sure that you kind of just portion the work appropriately. Those guys have been in the league a long time. They know how this works. They don't need to be coached the same way as a rookie player. I just love that, how forthcoming Brandon Staley is. That's just the new normal. Yeah, and I really do think it will lead to positive results. It's hard to take anything out of one-year sample size, right? But... At the end of the day, I mean, just being this mindful of the players and their health and what they think that they should do with their body and you contributing your own thoughts to it and trying to come to a compromise of some some point not only should make the players happier, but could make the players healthier as well. And it's not just trying to have practice to make sure guys are healthy because it is a very specific way they want to do things. He said that there's a precision to how we want to practice, really defining things well so that players can go execute. When you define things well for players, they can go do it. We kick that off today, and we're going to get better at it as we go. Establishing that practice tempo, I think, is really important. Getting the tactical work that you need to know. We're getting ready to play, so you're preparing for the season, and it's a tactical phase, and that's a personnel evaluation phase. You're trying to get both of those things done, and that's kind of one of the things that gets caught in the washes. Not only are they trying to get you know all of these guys to put out their maximum effort right and get the most out of these players, but they're also at the same time, David, simultaneously deciding who should make the team. So that's a really tough thing of being a head coach is like you're judging all of these guys as well while also, you know, trying to possibly reinforce them and everything else. But he did talk about Derwin James, right? And it's easy to see his excitement. He said he was excited just to see him live his dream today and to help us get one day closer to being as good a team as we can be. Because we all know when he's out there, this team is a lot different football team. It's a lot different movie, and I'm excited to watch this movie with him in it. I am also excited to watch this movie. I know you are, and I know every other Charger fan out there who knows of Derwin James's existence is excited to watch this movie. I'm, he yeah, said, especially today when like the movie theaters have changed so much. Like they have those movies that like go straight to on demand. 
and they cost $30, right? And yes. you're like, oh, do I pay $30 for a movie? But it's like, <laughs> if it's the Derwin James movie, I'll pay $30 from my house and not even think twice about it. I'm definitely signing up for the Premier Access or Premier whatever Access. fancy name you're calling it to watch Derwin James play 17, 18 you know, let's say 19 games this year. I mean, I want to see the Chargers uh, be the best version of themselves, and that only manifests itself or expresses itself if Derwin James is on the football field. He said, hey, you're going to see me everywhere in this defense. He was even joking about playing a little bit of snaps at nose tackle, which, hey, I'm not putting any restrictions on that guy either, just like Joey Bosa. If Derwin James wants to do something, he can do it. If he wants to play offense, he can do that too. I'm just excited to watch this guy, man. We've missed watching DJ out there. I'm just really hopeful that we're going to be able to do it this year. And it was just cool seeing Brandon Staley and, like, the relationship he's already built with Derwin James just because even when he was asked about him, he was like, I was excited to compete with him today. I was excited to, you know, I know how hard he's worked to get to this moment. And I think that you always have to take everybody's circumstances into consideration. And you know what this guy has been through. You know what this thing means to him for him to go out there today and run the show for our team and compete at a high level. We're asking him to do a lot because he can handle a lot. But this is already a friendship, right? You can just tell how much he cares about Derwin James and just how excited he is as someone that wants to win in his first year as a head coach to give him that kind of credit. I mean, I think coaches sometimes don't want to give that much credit to one dude, right? Well, you really see how important he is. I mean, Brandon Staley is making sure that everyone and DJ knows how important DJ is to Brandon Staley and his success this year. Well, and especially when you're talking about someone who's gotten so injured, you know, over the last two seasons. Like, Brandon Staley knows if Derwin James goes out there and gets injured, people are going to be thinking about the fact that he said, hey, we're a different football team with Derwin James here, like... You know, we want to watch that movie. All those things, like, he's not afraid to say it, even though, like, he knows at a certain point if Derwin James gets hurt, he can't replace him. And he knows how much different this defense is when he's on the field, which we talk about all the time on this show. But one last note, he did talk about the linebackers, and I thought he had some interesting comments. This is what he had to say about a group that we're really excited to watch for this season. I'm really excited about our inside linebacker core with Kenneth Murray. Drew Tranquil, Kazir White, we got Cole Christensen, we got some young guys that are competing, but I think those top three guys have all played winning football for this team, and I think that everybody in the NFL knows that these three guys are quality football players. This I also liked as well. I've really enjoyed getting to work with these guys, and then Michael Wilhoy and Johnny Timu, those guys are two G's that are coaching them. Those guys are former NFL <laughs> linebackers that have played this game, that have lived it, and I know that's going to be a strength of this football team at inside linebacker some football playing jesse's (laughs) i don't remember the last time that the inside linebacker position for the chargers was a legitimate strength i don't maybe the stephen cooper like Stephen cooper yeah yeah like maybe a little while with donald butler before he fell off yeah i mean that's we're going deeper and deeper back so it's been (laughs) a while and i think i get excited hearing how excited he is about it because you really feel like if he didn't believe in those dudes, the message would be coming off a little bit different just because he does seem like he's being so genuine. You know, maybe he's a little scared about the unit, but you would never know it by listening to his press conference. But we do have another press conference to get into because we have to talk about Jay Herbo and the quarterback, one of the Chargers coming up right after this, talking about a lot of things, but talked about Patrick Mahomes and, you know, being excited. Patrick Mahomes knows who he is. 
Talks about illegally signing autographs. What a bad boy. We'll get into all that and more coming up right after this. First, I need to tell you guys about the best tasting protein bar on the planet. And of course, I'm talking about Built Bars. Whenever you talk to a Built Bar fan, and I know a few of them, they're definitely passionate about their favorite flavors. For me, peanut butter brownie is great. Salted caramel, mint brownie, coconut. There's so many to choose from. They're all 100% covered in chocolate and soft and easy to chew. And the nice thing is you're never going to get tired of having to eat the same protein bars. You're not just going to get the oats and honey or the chocolate chip or whatever over and over again. You're getting a ton of great flavors so you can switch things up and keep spicing it up so you never get tired. And they all taste great anyway, so you never have to worry about that. But they also are great for you. They have 17 grams of protein, most of them only 130 calories and only about 4 grams of sugar and 4 grams of net carbs. Even better than that, they are the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. So what these athletes are eating in Tokyo, you guys can be eating at your house. And you can be saving some money as well. If you go to BuiltBar.com, you can use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. All right, David, well, training camp day one went by like a whirlwind. And we still have so many different training camp days to talk about, but I do want to get into Justin Herbert getting back on the podium. And even though the answers aren't a lot longer than they, you know, have ever been, does seem like he is getting more comfortable up there slowly, but surely, right? That's I mean, a great question, Daniel. <laughs> he does still does say that's a great question a lot, but like, let's look at it. I mean, how long did it take for Tom goddamn Brady to open up, right? Tom Brady's everybody's years. yeah. Tom Brady's everybody's favorite. Like I've kind of become a fan of him. Like the last you know. Couple I mean, of I'll years be honest, and like, I've been the biggest. I, I've been one of the biggest Tom Brady haters in the history of football. When I saw him just get drunk and just yeah. have a good time and kind of just get dragged around after the Super Bowl, I was like, all right, this guy's actually a normal dude. Yeah, he's not taking himself too seriously. He's laughing at himself, right? And his jokes are funny, like. It, I hate that idea. I mean, like, this isn't going to become a Tom Brady appreciation podcast, it but like, feels like a curse word. But yeah, the the point is though is that if it took him twenty plus years right to open up, it's hard to expect Justin Herbert to be Brandon Staley, right? In no year question. two, but there were some funny things, especially because I mean he's getting quite a reputation around the league for being the next new NFL bad boy quarterback, right? And I think <laughs> all of us, when we think about Justin Herbert, we think, you know, about some of the all-time bad boys at the quarterback position. I mean, he's already up there, the Brett Favre's of the world, the Kenny Stablers. I mean, now there's Justin Herbert coming into things, and we all know his bad boy attitude, but he even took the next step and was illegally autographing things for the fans at the first day of training camp. I didn't think I'd ever see him pull something off like this. But for real, though, like, can we talk about a second about how fans just start throwing shit on the field, right? It's just like, we're just <laughs> going to throw stuff at you. I hope that you end up signing it. But I couldn't believe that, David. Justin Herbert illegally signing autographs. He apologized at his press conference. He said that he didn't know, and he just wanted to thank everybody. But... I mean, he's dropped so low over one year. It's crazy. The prodigal son is a true man Wait, I, of the people. Yeah. So you either die a hero or live long enough for yourself to become a villain, right? Something exactly. Like that. But yeah, I mean, honestly, it's really nice to see him going out there and, and really just, you know, 
acknowledging the fans because that was obviously one huge thing that was missing all of last year that there was no fans at pretty much any of the any of those games so now the fans get reintroduced and hey that gives the players juice that gives the players energy you know it makes them want to perform they go out there and they want to show out i mean these guys are showmen i mean you look at keenan allen he loves to make those catches he loves to hit those toe taps he loves to show off that's what all these guys love to do it's a lot more fun when you get to go out there and perform in front of your fans so to see justin herbert go out there and just acknowledge the fans i thought that was a nice moment it was i mean How do you take it away from him, right? Once he picks up the pen, once he goes to start signing thing, I mean, who's going to be the dude that runs in there and, like, snatches the pen out of his hand real quick and then, like, throws a small child's football on the ground and starts stomping on it and saying, you can't do this here, sir. Like, that's it's not going to happen. But I did think it was cool, and you could tell that there was definitely a different energy now that fans were back at Jack Hammett Sports Complex Taking in training camp, and for those who haven't gone, it is a lot of fun. Definitely worth going out there. Still might be some tickets, and also, I will be out there, I believe, next Monday. I'll get back to you on that, but I'm pretty sure I'll be out at training camp on Monday. So hopefully, You I'll heard see it you here first. You maybe heard it here first, if I'm correct about it, and after I double-check on it. But let's get back to what Justin Herbert was saying at his press conference, because one of the interesting things that he talked about was going up against the Brandon Staley defense, and I think it's going... According to our plan, David, because what he said is they've done such a great job of disguising their looks, and I think that's what they do such a great job at, and they're really well coached, and they have some really talented guys on that side of the ball. You know, it's a special opportunity for us. Mid-season form, Justin, mid-season form. You know, it's a special opportunity for us to go against them because they're going to make us better, and hopefully we'll be able to do the same thing for them. Just to be able to see their fronts, all the different personnel, and what they're able to do, it's going to make us better. That's all we want, David, is for iron to sharpen iron and for him to kind of maybe soften some of those flaws last year that were glaring in those certain games you were talking about, the Buffaloes, Miamis, pretty much everything in the AFC East besides the Jets. Get rid of some of those things, and with the help of Brandon Staley, who's going to throw just as much disguise and kind of creative different looks at you that you're going to find anywhere in the league. Yeah, I mean, it's just incredibly important. That's what I was talking about earlier is just – that just other education that Brandon Staley was talking about, just being able to look at those fronts and really kind of decipher what they're trying to do based on the personnel. I mean, that's something that you're going to have to continue throughout your journey as a quarterback in the NFL. I mean, you're going to learn more and more as you go play and all, you know, with the time that you get under your belt, hopefully now that Brandon Staley is here, he can help speed up that process. Exactly, and it's not about him getting it right away, right? Because it's not going to happen like that. I mean, I think you hope, in theory, that Brain Staley will be able to be like, hey, Justin, this is what they're going to try to do to you. This is what they're going to try to take away from you. This is how you beat it. And you hope that that all goes through smoothly and he starts picking things up quickly. But in reality, David, this kind of stuff comes with experience for the most part. You have to get out there. You have to see it for yourself. We talked to Brian Baldinger, right? You can't make up Steve Spagnuolo's defenses and the looks he brings until you're out there and doing it. But what Brandon Staley can do, hopefully, is expedite that process like you were talking about. I mean, just speeding it up and trying to get him as many different looks coming at him as you can. Yes, it is a little bit of trial by fire. But at the same time, if you want to be able to see 
what you're putting so much work into, you have to kind of throw it all at him and just hope from everything that we've heard about his football IQ and his intelligence that he's able to pick it up and just keep improving and getting better. And I know that's what all Charger fans are hoping for. And I think I like his chances, Daniel. I mean, I think he's already showed throughout his short career that he's able to make mistakes and he's able to learn from those mistakes. So I, I really like uh, I really like his chances on doing that. I do, too. I mean, I'll see it when I believe it. But uh, I think that <laughs> there's a reason like I mean, a ton of defensive get coaches get hired all around the NFL to be head coaches. Right. What we're talking about with Justin Herb and Brandon Staley, like I'm sure there's other defensive coaches that thought it was going to work the same way and it didn't work out, right? Because you're not usually hiring a defensive dude to try to help and groom the development of a young star quarterback. It just doesn't happen like that often. But with Justin Herbert specifically, I mean, the dude's just been straight up doubted ever since he decided to declare for the draft, right? Ever since then, he's been doubted. I'm not going to be the next one to doubt him. I think he is smart enough and showed a propensity to not make those same mistakes like we talk about so much to continue getting better and definitely has the football mind to get better through these progressions and start picking up even more disguises, even more exotic blitzes and all of those. But he did And also don't worry, Justin. Patrick definitely knows who you are. That was the other thing that was really funny is I think I couldn't really hear the question just because of the press conferences. But he was asked about the Patrick Mahomes, I'll believe it when I see it or I'll see it when I believe a thing. And he said that I didn't. And I was like, is he saying he didn't hear about that? Because there's absolutely no chance in hell <laughs> that he didn't hear about that. But I can't understand hey, being like, it is kind of cool that Patrick Mahomes knows who I am. Like, I obviously did something pretty cool last year. You sound like a fangirl, to be honest with you, man. I mean, the thing is, though, is he's talking about a dude that won an MVP in a Super Bowl in his first two years of starting in the league. And has I mean, a $500 million contract. So. Exactly. Not a bad role model for Justin Herbert. And, I mean, all we're hoping is that he's the type of dude that can go toe-to-toe with him and give the Chargers a chance every Sunday they go up against the Chiefs, which if you have that going up against that dude, you're in a pretty, pretty good spot. But – he did say he's picking up the offense well. He says that him and Jared Cook talk all the time about stick routes and how much he loves talking about weird stuff like that. But he said most of it with the offense isn't just the offensive play calling and things like that. It's just getting the timing down with the receivers, all the new guys on this team as well. And that's not an easy thing to do. But he said after throwing with them all season this year, throwing with a lot of them in the offseason, that's getting as good as it's ever been. And when you think about the connection he had with some of those guys already, that's pretty scary to think that that connection is getting better. But Justin Herbert has a lot of expectations. Didn't seem like he was getting to him one bit when he stepped to the podium in his first day of training camp. And you love to see that. But that's going to wrap things up for today's show. Great news, guys. There's another training camp day today. So on tomorrow's show, we're going to have even more from training camp to talk to you about. So make sure you come back with us and recap day two of training camp. But until then... To make sure you never miss a show, make sure to go follow or subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcast from. You can find the Locked On Chargers podcast there, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, the new Odyssey app. And if you like the show, make sure to rate and review. And if you don't like the show, I'm pretty surprised that you made it this far into today's podcast. But you can also find every show on our social media. You can find me on Twitter at DanTalkSports and David on Twitter at DroTalkSD. You can also find the show at LockedOnLAC on Twitter, our new Locked On Chargers Instagram page, as well as our Locked On Chargers Facebook page, too. If you guys want to send your voicemails in, the number is 323-524-7924, and we try to get every Chargers voicemail played on the show. But 
That's going to do it for us today, guys. So excited to be back here talking more training camp with you guys tomorrow. But until then, take it easy and go Bolts.